This episode is sponsored by Goodyear. Goodyear is here to help last mile fleets achieve total mobility from the first mile to the last. That means the trusted products to help your fleet get longer wear and better fuel economy, a nationwide premier service network to support your fleet at every turn, and complete tire management to help detect and prevent issues before they happen. To discover how your last mile fleet can achieve total mobility, schedule a consultation today. Welcome to Faces of Fleet, an interview series from WorkTrack, where we take a more personal look at the many interesting people in Fleet and some of the experiences that help shape them into who they are today. Before we get started, be sure to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Lauren Fletcher, Executive Editor of WorkTrack, and today I'm chatting with Katherine Schifferly. CEO and founder of WorkTruck Solutions. Catherine has served as CEO since founding WorkTruck Solutions in 2011. She is dedicated to increasing the efficiency and simplicity of the commercial vehicle industry through WorkTruck Solutions. Her passion for the commercial vehicle industry began in 2007 when she became the executive director for the National Ford Truck Club and began publishing Ford Pros Magazine. Welcome, Catherine. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you, Lauren. I'm excited to be here. So I hear you're a serial entrepreneur, a real techie at heart. Can you share some of your entrepreneurial experiences with us? You bet. And I, I, I think that, you know, uh, first of all, a serial entrepreneur, it, the definition in my mind is someone who can't stop starting companies, right? And so it's kind of a, maybe a little bit of a disease, but certainly a passion. So. Um, I started by in the kind of um, graphic design and marketing space and had a couple of local companies and then got started in technology. And it was so long ago, so long ago, that my first big software company was all about the exciting fact that you could digitize a photo and store it on a hard drive. Yeah, we've come a bit of a long way from that. <laughs> Haven't we? So, um, but what I found was that um, I'm not a really a techie. I'm more of someone who is excited about what technology can do for you. Can it make your life better? Can it give you more time to spend with your family? Can, you, can it you know, make what you do um, more accurate? Things like that. And so that's my passion. And I, um, I was in the, um, a, a different industry, um, a not so fun industry, the cable television industry. And, uh, and actually, I had kind of decided not to be starting more companies, and I was teaching marketing and entrepreneurship at Chico State when I got introduced to a fellow who was starting the National Ford Truck Club. And Mr. Joe Hughes had been introduced to me by a friend, and they knew that he needed help, that he needed, um, you know, someone with business experience and somebody with a lot of publishing experience, which I had had. And uh, that's when we started with Ford Crows Magazine. And it, it changed my life because when I started meeting the stakeholders in the industry, the upfitters and the dealers and the salespeople and, the, and, and, and saw who the end users were, I realized that I was talking to the salt of the earth, the backbone of US economy and uh, people that I really cared about. And, um, and they would literally tell me anything. So that's how I fell in love with the space. I love it. That's amazing. Um, so you're also the executive director of the National Ford Truck Club. Um, what led you to that position? So 
it was more like a volunteer group, right? We were trying to build something that would help spread education, help give the support in the industry where everything was really about the retail part of the business, right? There weren't a lot of people that were understanding what commercial meant and how important it was. And so Joe was very visionary, very good at that, but not experienced in the actual, how do you start a business? What do you need to do next? How do you, you know, manage the money, all of that. So I ended up doing that and um, and I ended up, you know, being, actually I was uh, for a long period of time, I was the, the managing editor of that magazine, which um, I no longer, but um, it is still in publication today, so. And so all of that, led you to Fleet and you founded WorkTruck Solutions. Um, so how did WorkTruck Solutions come about? So Joe came to me one day and said, you know, um, if a plumber comes to my, my lot, I'm not going to have a plumber's truck. This was in 2009. And I said, oh, why not? And he said, well, my it's 2009, which by the way is a bad year uh, for economy. And he said, my dealer principal doesn't want to invest in something that we don't know when we're going to be able to sell. And I said, I teach marketing. Why don't you know when you're going to be able to sell it? And he said, well, not only that, I don't know, but not only that, but I have to then start calling dealerships, other dealerships. You know, and I get, I call the closest one and then I keep, you know, and I'm like, Joe, you just don't understand the internet. Give me a couple of weeks, I'll search and I'll figure out how to Boolean search and find them and I'll teach you how to do that. Two months later, I was, my brain was exploding because you couldn't search for, you couldn't search for vehicles. And the reason is because the VIN is created when the OEM creates the vehicle, but all the upfit is done later. Right. And no one was, no one keeps track of what it becomes. And so it affects everything from, you know, trying to explain what it is to finding it, to knowing where it is in the supply chain, everything. And that is what led me to say, holy cow, look at this beautiful, great industry and these wonderful people. And literally they can't do a normal life. That's so. fascinating because that makes sense. You get a, you know, a Ford pickup truck um, and it's, it's, you know, it's a Ford pickup truck, but you don't know if it's been up fit to be a landscaping truck or a plumbing truck or mm -hmm. have any of those equipment on it that would make it ideal for the work truck fleet industry. Right. And so that was our first thing is we solved that problem by plugging in software that we created into the dealer's website that would allow them to show their customer searchable by what it became. Like, like you said, I need a landscape truck. I need a dump truck. I need a flatbed. And so that's how we started. And we just kept building tools and, you know, digital help and all the things that maybe on the retail side of the business, the dealers, the, the salespeople and the people running the business had, but B2B is so different. You know, you and I know that it's mm -hmm. different than consumer stuff. And so we've just over time built a whole platform to help the dealers. And then we, along the way, we started helping the upfitters and we started, you know, helping the OEMs. We, for example, we power the tier one sites for General Motors. We, we power the commercial inventory on Chevrolet.com, GMC.com and GMFleet.com. So customers that are shopping at a, at, a, at a brand level can find a dump truck or a flatbed, right? Right. That is incredibly helpful. I love it. This episode is sponsored by Circle K. Get the most savings on every gallon when you fuel with the Circle K Fleet Card. Learn more at CircleKFleetCards.com. 
So getting to know you a little bit better on the hobby and passion side, um, I found out you have a pretty interesting one um, and that this could come as a warning maybe to some folks out there not to get on your bad side, but tell me about fencing. It's, you know, very interesting. As you can tell, I'm uh, I'm a more, more mature entrepreneur than maybe the early uh, startups. And honestly, I didn't start fencing until I turned 50. So it's not something that like as a, like a child or a high schooler or a college person that I did. It was something that my daughter started doing. And I thought if I was taking them, I might as well do, get some exercise. And then I fell in love with that. And it is really... Um, you know, I, I think a lot and fencing is like chess at a hundred miles an hour. It's, it's very, it's very strategic. It's very intellectual. And I'm not, I'm not very tall. I know that you can't tell that by looking at me here, but I'm just a little hair over five foot tall. So it's also a sport where um, your physical size and dimension may not necessarily be what, what keeps you from being good. And so I fell in love with it. I fenced for about three years and then I made the U.S. Uh, senior team and went to France and fenced in the World Cup. Oh my and gosh, so that's amazing. It is. It was really a fun thing to do and it's fun to be good at something and it was good for being, becoming healthy and, um, and I learned a lot. So from that learning side, are there any lessons you learned from that hobby that you might actually utilize in your day-to-day -day work life? Well, I certainly learned that um, that um, passion will get you a lot of places, right? I mean, just believing that you can do something and, and it being really important is, is part of what makes life worth living, honestly. But you also have to put in the time. And, you know, really, that's kind of what we did with WorkTrack Solutions, because it's nine years later now, and every day we just got up and picked it and did something to help with this problem, right? And so, and you, you know, fencing is like, you have to do it all the time. I'm not currently doing it. I, I'm, I'm hopeful to get back into it again, but it's something that you, to be really good at, you have to, you know, maintain a, a, um, a, a discipline. And so I think that um, it's also something I highly recommend to people who have children, because the kind of sport is a very individual sport. And so kids who, aren't comfortable playing team sports and stuff like that. It's a really good thing for kids who aren't maybe comfortable um, getting, you know, really physical too, because it's very mental. So I learned a lot. Um, I really enjoyed it. And um, I plan on getting back to it someday. They actually have uh, age levels um, up to and above um, 70. Wow. Categories. Because it, it's a sport that you can do your entire life, sort of like golf and swimming, right? That's awesome. You'll have to let me know when you get back into it. I want to see some video. All um, right. And bringing things back to Fleet. So what is your favorite part about being involved in this incredibly unique industry? Well, for sure, the people. Um, you know, it, it is just, um, there's a lot of industries and a lot of spaces where there's so many layers of BS, right? There's so many things that are around other things, not the goal. And I'm, I'm a very pragmatic, practical person who also has a lot of, you know, glass three quarters full. And so being around people that I believe in and that I want to help was a really unique application of my energy at this point in starting a new company. 
It was really more about fixing a problem for people I cared about and, and seeing what I could do to, to help than maybe starting a company where I had a great idea and I wanted everybody to know how great my idea was. Does that make, make sense? It does. It really does. You know, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and share a little bit about your experiences and your hobby. It was fun. Thanks for uh, having me. I really appreciate it. It's fun to talk about. For anyone interested in learning more about Work Truck Solutions or for more episodes of Faces of Fleeter Truck Chat, check out the links below. As always, thanks for tuning in and don't forget to hit that like button and comment below to let me know who I should be chatting with next. And be on the lookout for more projects and episodes of Chuck Chat coming soon, where I'll continue to focus on the people and the issues that matter most to work truck fleets.